It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this Thursday edition of the show. Today, we're going to recap a Reds win. That's right. Everything is right with the world today as the Reds won last night, beat the Phillies 8-5. to Going to talk about Trevor Bauer for a moment, just some thoughts I have on him. Nothing too crazy. We're not going to go too deep or too melancholy on that situation. And also, the stat of the day. In fact, we're going to lead off with that in just a moment. But before that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on all the major podcasting platforms. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone. We're going to get to a couple of those today, later on in the show. But 513-549-0159. So last night, the Reds won. They finally got some run support. And they score eight runs in a game. That feels good, right? That feels good to see them score more than like, you know, three or four or something like that. I mean... This year, it just feels like every time they get the five runs in a game, we almost just relax and just say, okay, the pitching's going to be okay. Trevor Bauer did make it interesting, and in fact, the Phillies did tie it at one point at five, and thankfully, the Reds were able to pull ahead in the end. We're going to lead off, though, with this. Stat of the day. Michael Lorenzen is the first pitcher to win a game in which he also hit a home run and played a defensive position since Babe Ruth on June 13th, 1921. That's right. Michael Lorenzen and Babe Ruth. That's it. That's the company right there. You got to love it. Michael Lorenzen. I love Michael Lorenzen. He is awesome. He was robbed of the Silver Slugger last year. And now tonight, that's that's his uh, first home run of this season. So not as many as last year. But hey, whatevs, man. Great night for Michael Lorenzen as a whole. And I feel like he is a guy that they can count on next year whenever the fun starts, whenever they're contending. Because he's going to be in those late innings. He's going to be the gamer that you want on the mound throwing fireballs past the other guy's best hitters. And if you need him to pinch hit or play defense in a spot, he can do that as well. In fact, they may use next year. They get the, you know, the designation on the roster of a two way player. They may use that designation on him. Not exactly sure as to how all that's going to work. I know what they say on the rule change and what it is on paper, but we'll see how that all plays out on the field. But I could see them designating him as the two-way player. Trevor Bauer did start this game. He pitched five innings. 
he gave up four runs, and all of those runs came in his last inning of work. And for the first four innings, everything was peachy. In fact, he was throwing a lot of fastballs. I think this is showing to me the reason that he's going through these struggling periods is he's tinkering. And I know we talked a lot about maybe he's tipping his pitches or something like that, but in this particular outing, he threw almost 90% fastballs. Barely threw his curveball at all. Barely threw his off-speed stuff. He was just trying to get his fastball location down. He's tinkering. I, I think there are some veteran guys on the team that are almost treating this as though it's extended spring training. And I know that sucks. I know that, and I saw somebody say on Twitter the other day, who said, I'm really tired of watching AAA baseball in Cincinnati in September. I think next year we're not going to worry about that. They're going to be in contention. But I get it. I understand. Right now the Reds aren't playing for anything. They're playing for next year. They're trying to see who's who for 2020. And I'm okay with the fact that Trevor Bauer is tinkering. I'm not worried about Trevor Bauer right now. If he's doing this in April, if we are still seeing him go three, four innings, giving up two, three, four home runs a game with like eight runs allowed, like then we're worried. Then then it's, you know, red alert, DEFCON 20, threat level midnight sort of thing. Right now, I'm okay with it, though. You know, his, his numbers aren't great, whatever. People are going to point to that at the end of the year and be like, are we really going to trust him? I still trust him. I'm still penciling him in as the Reds' number three starter next year. I, I, you know, it's just a period of tinkering. That That's all it is in my mind. And with that being said, it's nice to see Joey Votto have a good night. Joey Votto had a home run and a double. couple of RBIs tonight for Joseph Daniel Votto. And he was looking good early on in the game for the Reds. A three-hit night overall. And that was just really nice to see. It's really good to see. It's funny because his home run gives him 14 on the season. Aristides Aquino still has more than him. I'm still not going to compare home run totals too much with those two because Aquino is going to have more. And Aquino looking good too. He bat out of the third spot. He only got one hit. He was one for four, but he still had two RBIs. He still continues to rack up the runs batted in. He's got 37 now on the season in 120 at-bats. Just a phenomenal thing. I really think they've got something with Aquino. And it's, it, you know, you saw... I don't know if you saw this. There was a post in The Athletic where C. Trent talked to uh, both Jay Bruce and Reese Hoskins about what Aristides Aquino is doing and how they are impressed with what he is doing. And I think that it's kind of something that they see that it's more than just a fluke thing. It's something that, sure, he's not going to hit home runs at this rate, but he's going to be a good hitter. And I think the Reds really have something in him. Going to take a quick break. After the break, we've got some Locked On Reds line voicemails and text messages and all that good stuff to get to. But first, have you checked out Locked On NFL? Have you checked on the Locked On Bengals podcast? Now, if you're not a Bengals fan, that's fine. There's an NFL podcast for you on the Locked On Podcast Network. But for example... In case you missed it on Wednesday, Joe Goodbury sat down with the host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast, 
for Locked On Crossover Wednesday. Each and every week, your host of your favorite team will sit down with the host of the opposing team for that week, and they'll preview the game. It's a great in-depth look at what's going to happen on Sunday, and it's all from the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, recording this here, it's a Wednesday night, a little bit later on in the evening, past 11 p.m., that time of night where maybe you're getting a little hungry. I know I'm kind of a little hungry. I, I could go for a burrito right now or maybe some nachos. Or, oh, man, I'm getting myself hungry just thinking about this ad. Postmates is the way to go. You don't have to leave. You don't have to get up off your couch. You don't have to get in the car, turn on the car, go wait in the drive-thru lines, all that other stuff, use Postmates. Download the Postmates app today, and for your first seven days of having the account, enter promo code Locked On. you'll get $100 in free delivery for that, for that first seven days that you have a Postmates account. Postmates is awesome. It is your grocery, your restaurant delivery, food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever delivery you need, service, and the app is easy to use. Trust me, I use it. I love it. Postmates. This is the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Thursday. I've got some voicemails for you coming up from the Locked On Reds line. Actually, a voicemail and also a text message. So let's jump right into those right now. Hey, Jeff. It's Jordan again. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the Twitter poll, I believe, for Friday. Uh, I believe it's for Friday, uh, about Rochelle Iglesias being, uh, uh, you're asking if, if Rochelle Iglesias should be traded or if he should be in the, red, uh, the closure for the Reds uh, uh, in the 2020 season. And uh, my, my, my opinion is uh, I think he should, I think we should give him one more year. The reason why I say that is because Rochelle Iglesias has been a phenomenal pitcher for us for the last few years. And he gets, uh, I mean, he's still his ERA is still uh, below or, or above average, and uh, I think he needs to go into the off season and uh, work on some things. And I, and I expect him to go into the off season and work on on a bunch of things and uh, come out into 2020 season and be the the same uh, closure that we had the last few years. So yeah, that's just my opinion. I uh, appreciate you you taking my call again, and uh, go Reds. Thanks for the call, Jordan. And he's referring to I had a locked on Twitter poll on Friday for uh, Rice of the Glacius, and I actually forgot to put that up on Twitter. So, so much for that. But I appreciate you responding to the question. And like you said, the question was should the Reds hold on to him and keep him in the bullpen, keep him a mainstay in the bullpen, or should they trade him for maybe a bat or something like that? And I appreciate your response, Jordan. I appreciate the thought because here's the deal. They've got Derek Johnson. Derek Johnson is the man we have seen when, when it comes to just fixing pitchers. I mean, you know, Wandy Peralta notwithstanding. But you had Robert Stevenson. You have Sonny Gray. Just a whole slew full of guys that comes – and they're slew full again. Two days in a row I've used that word. We'll see if I can use it again tomorrow. But um, <laughs> anyway – Derek Johnson gets an offseason to work with Rice Iglesias. I think that will be super beneficial with him. My wonder and my question is, I wonder if Derek Johnson and Rice Iglesias just don't work well together. Because there was that thing in spring training where 
Iglesias didn't pitch a whole bunch. He was doing like backfield days and not with the main team a whole lot. I don't know if he sees eye to eye with with uh, Derek Johnson or not. Who knows? It, it could be very interesting to see how that develops, but I definitely understand where you're coming from because he's a talented dude. He's a talented relief pitcher, and we've seen his quality before. We've seen it as a starter. He was a pretty decent starter. He just didn't have the greatest you know, amount of longevity with his starts, and that's why he's such a much better reliever. But he definitely has the talent. It's all about his mental state. Where is his mind? Can he get right in his mind? And, and that still remains to be seen. I wonder if because of that reason he's on the trade block. But I appreciate the call, Jordan. Thanks for being a recurring caller. The last one we have today is a text message. This one from Jimmy Feltner. Jimmy is a recurring caller, texter, and I appreciate that. Jimmy asks... Uh, he says he's really looking forward to the offseason. He thinks that the front office can get it done this offseason. And he asks, what would you think of this trade? And he says maybe like either Amir Garrett or Rysel Iglesias packaged together with Nick Lodolo and Jonathan India for Francisco Lindor. And do you think – and he also asked if uh, I think the Reds will go after Yasmani Grandal. First of all, I do think they'll go after Grandal. I don't know if they'll get him. It just depends on all of the offers that he gets. This last season, he wasn't exactly presented with a whole, you know, just bevy of offers. So I wonder what he'll see this offseason. But I definitely think the Reds will be in play for him. On the trade – It's a very interesting trade because I've also talked with some folks about this and I actually uh, talked with the guys on the Hunt for Reds October podcast about the possibility of a trade kind of like this for a different guy of, you know, Rice Iglesias, a top prospect like Jonathan India, and then maybe even like Nick Lodolo or something like that. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think that the Indians might bulk at the offer just because they're still in that mindset that maybe they can continue to be a strong contender, especially with their division. Their division is crazy weak. It's it's other than the twins. It's just the Indians and the twins. That's pretty much it. They're in the AL central and maybe they got the white Sox coming up. I don't know if the white Sox are ready to contend next season. Not really sure there. I don't have in-depth knowledge of the Chicago White Sox. But on the same token, I do wonder what the Indians' likelihood of dealing Lindor would be. It'd be interesting to see. I'd love to have Francisco Lindor, and I'd pretty much give up just about anything for him. Now, this other player that we had kind of mentioned, and it was off of recording. It's not going to be on the podcast. We're just kind of jabbering on afterward. But... We were talking about the possibility of the Reds going after Mookie Betts. Now, don't lose your heads. This is just a thought, just jabbering on about possibility of the Reds going all in. He's the kind of guy that you go all in for. Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor, those are two guys that, you know, pick anybody out of the farm system and almost anybody off the major league team, and you can have them. And we were talking about maybe a deal of, like, Rice Iglesias, maybe Jesse Winker, and, uh, you know, one of, like, Jonathan India or Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, something like that. Not all three of those guys, maybe one of them or two of them, something like that. But that is how you put the Reds on the short list 
for contending teams in 2020. You get one of those guys. You get Lindor, you get Mookie Betts, you shell out in free agency and you go after Anthony Rendon, something like that. That is what really, and and not that by itself, that, that coupled with other moves, but that really really vaults them into contention. And and I like the idea. We're going to be playing a lot more of, you know, hot stove stuff as we get into this offseason. But I'm glad you're excited for the offseason, Jimmy, because I am too. Thanks for the text message. That's going to do it for us today here on the Thursday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Tomorrow, you're not going to want to miss tomorrow. Tomorrow we have a new guest on the podcast. Cincinnati Inquirer beat reporter Bobby Nightingale will be joining me for tomorrow's podcast. We're going to be talking about all things red, so you're not going to want to miss it. And the best way to get that into your podcasting queue each and every day is to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already done so on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the Himalaya podcasting app, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to right now. I think it's got a little subscribe button. Hit that button. Also, follow us on Twitter at LockdownReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. I appreciate you downloading, listening, and just putting up with my general stuffiness. I'm going through some allergies and all that wonderful stuff and just blowing through Mucinex. It's that time of year. Thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.